Hey, so there's a great artist out of Sanctuary House of Prayer. Her name is Arielle Jodine, and her EP is out today. You can check it out on iTunes and Spotify. It's called Wherever He Goes. You'll find links to it in the show notes. Go check it out. That's Arielle Jodine, Wherever He Goes. Now, back to the Shopcast. Welcome to Shopcasts, a weekly podcast where we answer questions about some of the most important values of the growing prayer movement in Canada. My name is Emily, and joining me today, as always, is Brian Creary, Director of Sanctuary House of Prayer in Winnipeg, and also my dad. Good morning, Dad. Good morning, Emily. So last episode, we talked about the delay, and I've been feeling like I've been in delay for a long time now. 22 years? (laughs) More, yeah, more or less, but specifically two, maybe, since I came Mm. home from IHOP. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard, isn't yeah. it? You know, it really does test your heart. It's not just a an expression or a phrase that we like to toss around. The, the Lord really uses these kinds of things to draw out of us the heart responses that he's after. So a delay is one of the perfect ways for him to find out, or let's say it this way, to increase the amount of trust that we have for him. And so you're right in that season. The Lord's just working on your heart and he's saying, are you, are you for me? Do you trust me? Or is this, am I a means to an end? Oof. (laughs) (laughs) Scary. Mm. It's good though. Mm -hmm. It's good. The delay is a good thing. Yeah. Well, we just added something new to our prayer room on Sundays where we take one Sunday a month and we ditch the worship with the word and intercession and we focus specifically on devotional sets for all of the hours that were there. Um, When people think about prayer and the prayer room, they probably think about it as we come to the Lord and we're asking for something and we're interceding for something, if you want to use that language. But devotional sets are rarely that. It's more just love songs to Jesus, if even asking for anything. I guess you can do it Mm -hmm. if you want to, but... What's the importance of singing love songs to Jesus instead of just asking and asking and asking? Mm, Great question. It's part of a larger thing. If you think even about your own life, uh, you'll realize that you can't just come to someone that you don't know or have no real heart connect to and expect that he's going to just provide answers for you like he's a vending machine in heaven. You know, I'll put my, send my requests in and then I expect answers and I don't really know you and I don't, I actually don't, it suggests that you don't even care what he's thinking. You just want what you want. And so the prayer room um, has a central role of intercession and of asking for these things, but bigger and more important in the eyes of the Lord is that the people that come before him are actually connected to his heart. And so I'm going to read to you from a, a very famous passage, but It kind of is one of our key uh, verses, our key sort of value statements concerning why we would gather together to to worship and pray. Uh, Matthew 22, starting in verse 35, one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind 
and with all your strength. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now, we'll leave the, the second part for now because that's a larger discussion on, on how that works. But it's, there's no doubt that Jesus is saying, I'm, gonna, I'm taking everything that you see in the Old Testament, all the actions, all the way that you live, all the things that I'm asking you to do, and I'm rolling it up into one sentence. You're being asked, you're being invited into loving me with your whole heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. I mean, have you ever done anything with all your strength in your whole life? me neither i mean it's exhausting just the idea that you're going to like push yourself as hard as you possibly can with all your strength of every last ounce of strength in your body to accomplish a task i mean we almost never do it because it's so mentally taxing and so for jesus to put such a large uh, um, caveat over the top of the whole thing i what i want you to do is i want you to give yourself to me with love expressions of love with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all the strength that you have in your body. When I first was uh, considering the beginnings of this house of prayer, I remember the Lord saying, he phrased it a little different. It was the same verse, but he said, with all the breath in your lungs, will you do this? And I remember that was, that struck me. It was like, wow, all my breath, every last breath that I have until I have no more breath, would you go for it? And it was a, I mean, I said yes, because it felt powerful and I love Jesus, but I mean, it's, it's exhausting. It's, it's, it requires a choice. It requires a, a dedicated, uh, energetic posture for, for years after year after year without breaking. And so, you know, back to the prayer room for a second. So the Lord says to us, listen, I don't want you to just come in here and ask me questions and not find out who I am. I am wrapping this whole thing in uh, a request that you would come and you would love me. And you would really do it from the depths of who you are, from your heart, where you value all kinds of things in life. But I'm asking that you would find me as the primary obsession of your heart and that you would love me with all of your mind. And we are so captured with new ideas and we love the imagination and we love information. We love to study and we have so many things that, that kind of tantalize us with the information and with the mind. And the Lord says, I want, I want your mind to be focused on me. I want your mind to be locked into things that are about my heart and about my destiny for you. And then, of course, all your strength, which we know is just so exhausting. I'm going to tell you a story. You, you know this because you've lived through it, but I want to tell this for the listeners that in the last season, about a year and a half or so, the Lord changed our focus, our direction, and he invited us into what he's describing as friendship with him. This is an unusual phrase for us. We'd been around for almost 12 years at that point, and and this unusual phrase, I want you to come and become, enter into friendship with me. And I was, you know, grew up kind of thinking, well, he's the Lord, you serve him, or he's the you know, he's the king, you bow down to him. He's the bridegroom. I got that piece. But this idea of friendship seemed odd to me. And I remember as a as a younger pastor teaching people, I might have even said it in our own house of prayer. Listen, Jesus is not your buddy. You don't put your head down at the end of the night, lay on your pillow and go, oh, Jesus, you know, pal, friend of mine, my buddy, you know, I had quite a day and tell him about your day. I always used to kind of resist that and say it is minimizes his glory and his awesomeness, his transcendence. But now the Lord comes to me and says, listen, you guys need to understand that I'm your friend. And I want to invite the whole house of prayer into a place of friendship. Well, it kind of reminds me of at my high school 
the language was really casual mm. when they would pray, mm. like in chapels or something. Because I went to a private Mennonite high school and not being Mennonite, I wasn't used to their type of church expression. Their culture. Yeah. And the way that they would pray in chapel, I don't know if it was just like a student thing or whatever, but I'm pretty sure like the campus pastor even did it too, but they would always start their prayers just by saying, hey God, and it would be super, super casual and just like brought it down to this level of like Jesus was just, or even God himself was just like so casual. So were you uncomfortable with that? Yeah, because like at the same time you were saying that God is not your friend. Right, holy, transcendent, mm -hmm. yes, exactly. So that always made me uncomfortable the way that they talked. But now, like, I don't know if it's still uncomfortable and it's not the right way to talk to the Lord, but. Well, here's the thing. If it's not genuine, then it doesn't make a lot of sense. You can feel the disconnect. If you really are his friend, if you've really developed friendship with him, if you've taken the time and if you actually sewed into that, then expressions of familiarity like that are not are not so bad. They actually kind of feel right because you know that this person is is a real friend of Jesus and has really um, developed that. That casualness when they don't even know him, hey God, kind of feels empty and that's what sort of turns us off, I think. The Lord has no intention on leaving us there. <clears throat> he wants us to uh, grow in actual friendship so that we know what his heart is, is like and so that we are near to him in a way that we we become transparent and connected to him, that we know what he's thinking, what he's feeling, and as much as he'll reveal to us. But my personal feeling on it is that we have miles and miles to go that's already sitting right in front of us and we've just not bothered to slow down long enough to look at it and we'll talk about it in a future episode but there is a way to actually stare into who he is and what he's like and discover so much about his personality it will develop true friendship with him in a way that you know it wasn't really possible when you didn't think that you could have it but really believe that right now the lord's inviting us in and saying i i want to show you some things and as a result, we will love God differently. Our hearts will get connected. Our minds will be focused on him. Our, our souls, our very strength will start to be oriented that way. And you're, you're going to kind of live out that greatest commandment, even though you didn't set out to just do it in sheer human effort. I mean, you ever tried to do that? You ever just come away and, you know, got up one morning and said, okay, I'm going to love God with my whole heart today. This is my day. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to go really hard. And then by the middle of the afternoon, you failed so dramatically that you're, you're wondering if you're even saved <laughs> because you can't do it, right? Yeah. Have you ever had that experience yourself? Yeah. But I think... Like a lot of my friends have had that experience more than me, but it just leaves that like striving aspect. Yeah. There, that comes in. It's not really like genuine. It's just you're trying to earn something. And so. I just want to leave with one more thought because I know we only have a short time to go here, but I, I think that the Lord has been revealing to us in the last little while, and this has been really important for me. I don't know if everybody's catching it yet, but we're we're starting to talk about it and we're starting to to look at it. This idea that the Lord has made us in such a way so that the things that we long for are only going to be found in Him anyway. And so that's this idea of nearness, of friendship, of you know, other other streams might call it communion with him. Communion with him would be a, a language that you might see in other locations. 
it's the kind of thing that you you can only find what you're looking for in the one who created you because he made you in such a way that it's in him that you find it. And so the Lord is stirring something right now in our hearts to say, Jesus, we're never going to be satisfied in the way that we're living and the longings that we have and the directions we're looking left and right. We're setting ourselves to go into you because we believe that it's only there that we find it. The striving kind of just falls off because the journey is one of friendship. You just begin to get closer to the one that is the source and something shifts. It becomes becomes less about I'm earning it, I'm trying to get there. And it becomes more about, wow, being near you actually fills my heart and makes me want to love you more. Sounds obvious, but until you've actually walked it a little while, you don't really know. So that's where, where it's going right now. And friendship with God's on the other end. It leaves me with a lot of uh, questions, concerns. Mm. just like that I don't really understand it fully but save that for next episode <laughs> okay let's pick it up right where we left off if there's more to talk about well, let's let's answer some questions and look at some concerns and see where he takes us great well for those listening you can find more on this topic and others at our website sanctuaryhop.com thanks for listening and we'll see you next week <laughs>